Just to clarify something on that last call, I did mean to say Jewish American princess. Uh, my point being, even Alaska, as they say, isn't Judenfrei. Um, at least they had an infestation when I was there. And um, yeah, I'm blaming that slip up on my recent mind meld with Harris in it. Seems to be causing some issues. Anyway, that's it. Bye. <laughs> It's hosted by some Jews. They drink a lot of booze. They talk about the news. And baby, no fisting, no everything. No hill tickle your feet in the bed. While you're tied up in bondage leather. Steve is the host of the podcast. And he's a total fucking jackass. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, G. Simon. I'm Harrison. What's cracking there, Harrison? <sighs> it's a rough week, man. It's a rough week. Yeah, you were telling me about that. You uh, had surgery or something? Like, I what, had surgery. They're also doing refitting, retrofitting my building. So it's like I can't even work during the week. I got noise constantly. Um, I actually have to like work out of somewhere else, but uh, I got, yeah, I got surgery. I got hair replacement surgery. Well, you got hair plugs. Yeah. Which is something I scheduled like months ago and then like forgot about. And then it was like, Hey, I heard that's a, a your appointment's pretty, coming up this week. That's like <laughs> an invasive procedure. Don't they like take a chunk of hair from your ass and put it on your head or something Yeah, from your ass. That's what, that's what they, that's what they took. <laughs> your taint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, from the back of your skull, from the back of your head. Oh, so they just cut out like a mm. patch of skin from the back of your head and That's just right. put it on the front of your head? That's right. Well, no, they take they take it they take a strip from the back of your head and then they like cut it up into little bits and bobs of flesh. It's like Hellraiser, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then they put in each hair individually into the front of your fucking head. They put three thousand hairs, they moved. God, what is it? 3,000. It's an intricate procedure. How, how long did it take? It was like nine hours or something. No, fucking nine hours. Were you um, sedated? Like, were you, I was uh, awake. Oh, you're awake? Well, they, they gave me like a Valium, a local, which right? maybe I fell asleep for maybe two hours of it, but I was awake. Just Jesus like watching. Jesus fucking Christ. It's like that scene in Hannibal when like with Ray Liotta. When they cut open his, his head open. and he's like, <laughs> he like, he's feeding them some brains for. That's right. For dessert. Yeah. Could you just feel the, I imagine like they must give you like a local, so it's, everything's numb, but could you just feel the tugging and the, yeah, I, I, they had to keep putting local because they'd be doing it. And then every now and then it would be searing and I feel it and they'd have to come in and get the get doctor to put the shot in again. Um, and you're just laying on, on your back nine hours. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. It's no, like it's torture. Sad. So Pretty what's much. the what's the healing? Like if process? I had known how, and then like the pain actually since then has been pretty rough. Like they were like, oh yeah, you could just go back to work the next day, and and, and then I'm like, well why? And then they gave me all these meds, and it's like I could barely. I'm either like in pain, horrible pain, or I could barely know what the fuck's going on. Well, I mean, so. can you sleep? I I can because I'm heavily medicated. 
but it's the, but I have to sleep at a 45 degree angle. So it means oh, I have to Jesus rest Christ. back of my head on a special pillow. It's I have to ice it constantly. <laughs> it's like, it's a wow, lot of shit. Sounds man. insane. Yeah. What, how long does it take to heal? I don't really know. <laughs> like, I mean, are you talking about months or are you talking about like kind of, I mean, kind of months. Yeah. I mean, I get the sutures out in like 10 days or something. Wow. It's a process. It's a Can you process. take a shower? Not really. Oh, I, have to stay, I have like special sprays and special like things I have to put in a cup and pour over the, you know, it's, it's So what's your head look like? Is it all swollen? Like you look like, uh... yeah, it's all swollen. I look like, I look like I traveled those through guys time that... and then a Comanche warrior started to scalp me. And then I blinked back like into the present before he could finish. Yeah. Oh, so. wow. God, yep. man, that is gnarly. That must have, yep. that must have cost a bit. It's not covered by insurance, right? It's not covered by insurance. Oof, man. Yeah. Well, I hope, I wonder, I mean, I hope I had a big, I had some good. Bitcoin money that came through. So I was like, and, but it was like, I scheduled this like a long time ago. How you did know? you find a guy? Like, where'd you go? Did you go to a place in like Beverly Hills or something? Yeah. Well, in West Hollywood. Oh, yeah. That's not quite like, that here. and it was like, and I didn't get like, the, I got like the guy who was kind of all right at the firm, you know? And I jewed, jewed him down like, <laughs> for like less than half of what they originally quoted me. Well, I mean, how many people are getting this procedure, you know, especially during pandemic times? Yeah. You know? Right. That's true. That's exactly why I did it. Yeah. Cause I was like, Oh, cause it, yeah. So I mean, you're, and it was well, like, you, and I think it was like when I negotiated, it was just like back in when this started, when everything was like crazy, like in April or whenever, whenever the hell it was like, you know, you couldn't grow the grocery store. That's when I negotiated it. So, so what happens if your scalp rejects it? Like it just doesn't grow. Do you get to, do you go back there and have them do it again? Um, I don't know. I don't want to do like, actually, I funny thing, funny thing about that, D I can't drink or smoke or I caffeine, alcohol, nothing. I'm like a Mormon. Wait, you can't, wait, you can't I'm drink. like a Mormon on a lot of painkillers. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you can't even, you can't even drink alcohol. No, or caffeine. What? Why not alcohol? Like what's that going to do? Uh, it thins the blood and you oh. need your blood coagulating well to like to, catch to on to that. Shit. Yeah. For how long? Like, uh, they didn't even tell you? Another, like, 10 days or something? Like 10 days. Oh, you could do that, but man. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're going to do an invasive surgical procedure like that, it's probably the best time to do it now because you're working from home. That's right. You know, so you can deal mm -hmm. with it. You have to, and you don't And I to, can't like, expose it people. to sunlight, which isn't really a problem, to be honest. But oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, like, a hood, but I need, like, a. I got some, like, like kind of like a Mexican gardener's cowboy hat or something that I wear around sometimes now. Whoa. So I don't know. I need so a better does hat it, though. Can you see the hair or is it all bandaged up? You could see it. So is it just kind of little sprouts or did yeah, they little actually sprouts. little sprouts and they'll just eventually just start growing. Yeah. Wow. This is interesting. Yeah. You should post some pics. I was mildly, I was wildly unprepared for it. Um, I, but, I had no idea that the, uh, the whole, I, I had no idea how the procedure worked, but wow, that's interesting. So are you now like in the hair club for men? You know what? I don't even know what the hair club for men does. Is that, is that what they do? What this, I thought that's what this is. Whether you get, you get join the hair club and then you like hang out and you get, you swap tips about implants. I always thought it was like, they gave you like a serum that didn't work. 
I always thought that that's what the hair club for men was. I'm not sure. As opposed to this, which like works. Did you ever um, consider a hair piece or toupee? Well, the thing is, I, I wasn't losing. I didn't like. <laughs> I wasn't that bald. It was just like I just had, and it's like when you're in Los Angeles, it's like I don't know. You come, you know, Lenora was like, "Oh yeah, you should do it." I have a guy, and then I was like, "Yeah, I'll try to negotiate, see if I can get it." And then I got a really good price, and I was like, "It's the best in the world, probably in LA." When in Rome, you know, like I mean, why you not? Get any you know beauty yeah. procedure here, right? You know? Plus, it was like I wasn't sure whatever. I was going to do it, and then. Lately, I've just been like, I don't know, my brush with fake coronavirus has just been made me like, I don't care. It's the way of your like, mortality. Just, yeah, Why yeah. Not? I'll spend money. Like, who cares? Whatever. I'll, you know, doesn't wow. matter. Well, I have to check out the progress. Yeah. You post a gonna, picture to Patreon. I'm going to have an ape arm uh, grafted <laughs> to me next or something. I don't know. You know? Get like a claw or something. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, I don't really have a good segue to the topic <laughs> based on that. <laughs> However, um, I, uh, so while you were recuperating, um, yeah. I was doing, I, I was just doing some research for the show this week and I came across this story about, you might not, I don't know if I told you about this one. This guy was accused of murdering his landlord with a samurai sword mm -hmm. over a rent dispute. And so at first I thought, well, this has got to be like COVID related. Because, you know, people aren't paying rent and yeah. landlords are in kind of this difficult situation where they're like, you got to pay your rent, but I understand that, you know, you don't have a job, so let's get on a payment plan. You know, it's kind of <laughs> weird. And so I think what happened with this guy is this guy's landlord seemed to be like, he's like a, a world famous bridge player, just an yes. all around nice guy, white guy, you know, this, you know, run of the mill white guy. My brother-in-law like is a big bridge player. Yeah, he probably looks a lot like this guy. Just kind yeah. of generic white guy. Probably yeah. named Brant or something. Or actually his name, I think I have his name here. Um, his name is Victor. So yeah. Victor is this bridge guy. He owns a, you know, a building, and uh, this is in Connecticut. He rents his apartment out to Jerry David Thompson, 42 years old. You know, the guy's been you know, renting the place for a few months now. And he just stops paying rent. Yeah, I think he paid the first month sure. and just refused to pay rent. And so Victor's mm. like, hey, you know, Jerry, you got to pay rent. <laughs> it's, a, it's just what you do. That's kind of how you do it. You live in here. You pay me rent. That's just kind of what's got to happen. And the guy's like, nah. And he pulls out a samurai sword and threatened him. Damn. Yeah. And so then uh, Victor went to the police and was, and, you know, was like, hey, you know, I got this tenant. He's got a samurai sword. He doesn't want to pay rent and he's going to chop me. And uh, the police, of course, don't do anything. <laughs> and then the next day, Victor goes and asks him for rent again, and he gets decapitated by the samurai sword. And so, or the um, police just like, "What? We don't <laughs> deal with that. You need to go to the medieval police." Yeah, like I, I mean, it's just like, well, mm. it sounds like he wants a duel. You know, mm. I mean, I don't understand yeah. what they were what they were planning on doing. They just kind of, yeah. He he filled Sorry, out. Sorry, Jerry, they defunded us. So. Mm. I'm surprised it would just be like, okay, well, I'm going to ask him for rent again. Maybe two of your guys can go with me with mm. guns. Mm. But instead, they're like, no, nah, just go ask him again, see what he says. This mm. time he gets decapitated. And so police were like, I think we have a suspect. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so they zeroed in on Jerry Thompson, who was just driving around without a care in the world, didn't even, didn't even leave town or anything. Or yeah. you know, try to hide the body, just left the body. 
you know, uh, with uh, lacerations and a decapitated head. And then he was just driving around and police arrested him and he refused to speak to them. When he was mm. arrested, he refused to speak to, with authorities. Well, Instead, he just he gave should. them a piece of paper. Yeah, but he didn't even ask for legal representation. He just gave a piece of paper to no. them that says, I'm a sovereign citizen. That's right. And I'm not beholden to your laws. And so I was reading about this. I'm like, sovereign citizen? And I've heard of this before. Like, do you remember that Mr. Show skit about Freedom Town? Yeah, I think so. With like, uh, uh, what's his name? I uh, mean, I watch for fun. I, wa I like to watch videos on YouTube of them getting pulled over. Sovereign yeah, citizens. Yeah, they're the guys that just won't come out of their car. Yeah. And they're like, and their, their license plates are like drawn in crayon. <laughs> Cause they, <laughs> like they drive around, but they don't, get, like they don't get licenses or anything. Like, so yeah. they just, they just put like a license plate that they draw like with crayon or something. And their I'm driver's serious. licenses are like these fake little, like it looks like a kindergarten drew this thing. Except yeah. it's not, or sometimes they just don't even have any identification or anything. And so, most of, which must just be a huge pain in the ass for cops because the cops pull over and they're like, okay, um, roll down your window. And they're like, no. Like, roll down your window. Do you know why I'm pulling, pulling you over? And they're like, no, I'm, I'm not rolling down my window. I have no, they got to like get a thing to break the window. Yeah, and they like, get their yeah. baton and smash the window. The jaws of life. Yeah. And then they have to like physically remove them from the car. Yeah. I mean, after like giving them, I don't know, 50 warnings. And they're always taping it. I love those videos. But have you seen the sovereigns when they're in court? No. That's it's pretty amazing too because they represent themselves and they have their their own like legal lexicon that they've developed, which makes no sense at all. And it's on well, purpose. They only like they only adhere to like English common law. I heard. Kind of it's, like the Magna, like I think actually in the Magna Carta, if someone asks you for rent and they're not a real like landed gentry, you can decapitate them with a sword. So I think that checks out. <laughs> well, I think what it is, is they adhere to common law and they feel like everybody else, all the other laws that govern this land is admiralty law. There's a distinction. Mm. We'll get to that in a second. So anyway, Thompson arrested says he's not going to cooperate with authorities, not going to get a lawyer. He's not even going to go to trial, even though I don't think he has any choice in that matter because he's a sovereign citizen and laws do not apply to him. Uh, this guy has uh, previous convictions for assault and robbery. Um, and he's being Robbery? Held on, yeah, wow. in the past. He's being held on $2 million bail, won't speak to a public defender, and uh, does not want legal representation, which is kind of... Uh, sort of par for the course of these guys because i think what they want to do is they want to confuse the legal system to try to delay any kind of legal proceedings yeah and hope hoping that the case is just going to be dropped mm. probably not going to happen with a murder case um but anyway so i looked into it and most of this uh information comes from the southern poverty law center website and the fbi archives Mm -hmm. uh, because the FBI, you know, obviously has a lot of issues with these guys. So it's actually kind of, it's not quite a cult, but it's definitely a movement. It's, it's the sovereign citizens movement. And I'm not sure if they do this. Do they do, you think they do this in other countries, like in the UK, or is this just an American thing? Uh, it sounds like an American thing, <laughs> you know? Well, what's interesting is, uh, so these guys, sovereign citizens believe 
that they get to decide which laws to obey and which to ignore. And they also do not think they have to pay taxes to anyone ever. Um, and so they feel that they are above and beyond the jurisdiction of government by invoking this like arcane Byzantine legal terminology that doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a far right sort of ideology, but mm. it overlaps with a lot of the, you know, common culprits, anti-Semitic groups, you know, right wing militias, Christian Patriot outfits, American radical right. A lot of these guys yeah, consider yeah. themselves sovereign citizens, which I was wondering, is that like, like remember Amon Bundy? I do. Is he yeah. one of these guys? No, they're, they're like, I don't think they're smart enough to be one of those guys, <laughs> to be a they're, but they're citizen. like, yeah, yeah. Cause you do have to like, at least know a lot of nonsense to be able to <laughs> like, you know, um, like you, you need to be able to write writs in legal language and shit yeah, and like to confuse the courts. Yeah. yeah. But, um, no, they, but they, they, they're like in that weird they're far right. Uh, part, yeah, I mean, they're, they're radical, far right yeah. kind of libertarian people, you know, that that have had the land for like a hundred more than a hundred years. So they're like believe that they could do whatever. Because it was remember was there was a thing with the cattle with them where it was like oh, yeah. they were ha grazing cattle on federal land, and then federal land was like, well, pay us to grow. And then the, they tried to go there to make them pay them, and then a bunch of other yahoos with assault rifles were there and it, it was showed a standoff. Then, yeah. yeah. And they like, did they it was take a stand over the, the yeah. park off the park ranger office or something? Yeah, that was a whole separate thing. It was his stupid kids took over <laughs> a park ranger, a, a national park in Oregon. And there was a standoff for like two weeks, you know, which was, and it's literally like, if you, you know, if you if you that's like I don't know I forget who did it but somebody did like a Fox News uh, comparison of Fox News's coverage of that and Fox News's coverage of like you know the Chaz, <laughs> and it's like literally the exact opposite you know wow so they condone that they condoned it they're like well the federal you know this is federal overreach, you know? And now like, and then they have but footage of them talking about jazz, like Portland. Like, it's like, well, these are all criminals and they should just be yanked off the streets into fads unmarked, you know? God. So, um, so the movement kind of sort of started in the eighties somewhat like in the mid eighties and then the nineties, they kind of had a bit of a resurgence and then it sort of like fell to the wayside, but now it's making a huge comeback. Thousands of uh, new followers and making life miserable for judges and law enforcement officers. <laughs> and I don't know if this correlates to Trump, but it definitely probably correlates to people who are like, I'm not wearing a fucking mask. I'm a sovereign citizen. Yeah. You know? So these guys believe that uh, they, not judges, juries, law enforcement, or elected officials, get to decide which laws to obey and which to ignore. And they don't feel they should have to pay taxes. And so what they do, they're kind of mo is to clog up the courts with indecipherable filings and yeah. when cornered a lot of them like freak out and they lash out and rage and sometimes they even get violent I and mean, they've killed yeah. government uh you know officials before also i was wondering is was mcveigh a sovereign i, I was looking into that been. i couldn't find i, was, been. I think yeah. he might have been because i know he was anti-taxes Mm. He was really anti. Uh, I mean, he like quit the NRA because he didn't well, think. Because there are a lot of enough. people. There are a lot of like liberal, like far, like 
hardcore libertarians who are like that's like sovereign citizens a specific type of that right yeah, like even because like you yeah because they're right. like libertarians and far right you know nazi weirdos and stuff who adhere to some kind of general belief in that they're not they don't have to recognize the federal government but sovereign citizens are very particular specific version of it you know like even even like fucking a lot of these like nazi maniacs are they, they will go to the sovereigns? fucking dmv and get a goddamn driver you know get a fucking license plate oh yeah 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 whereas sovereign citizens are just like <laughs> <laughs> they draw know. their own in crayon and marker yeah yeah so so the movement itself is kind of rooted in racism anti-semitic beliefs um and what's odd is that a lot of sovereigns especially these days are african-american but they kind of have no idea about the belief's origins. You know, they don't even look mm. into it. Um, but in the 80s, it kind of was started by white supremacists and anti-Semites who kindly as who ascribed to these sovereign theories that Jews are working behind the scenes, of course, to manipulate financial institutions and control the government. It's mm. all about those that that evil group of Jews, right. you know, controlling the scene. Um <sighs> They're rubbing their hands together, smiling greedily. (laughs) What's also kind of interesting is a lot of the early sovereigns Mm. um, consider that you had to be white in order to become a sovereign citizen. And they they argued that the 14th Amendment to the Constitution, which guaranteed citizenship to African-Americans and everyone else born in U.S. soil, also made black Americans permanently subject to federal and state governments, unlike themselves, Mm. who are sovereign. Mm, I, I mean, I don't know if, yeah, I don't know. If there's there's no, like, specific belief system that they have to adhere to. They kind of make their own. It so did I'm, surprise me to hear that, like, um, you know, uh, African-Americans had, had taken to it. Though I guess there's a certain general appeal for kind of anyone, the idea like, oh, I don't have to pay taxes pay or taxes deal with any of this child nonsense support. or anything. You know, <laughs> or I have to go to court, so I can understand that. You know, yeah, I mean, if you don't have to pay parking tickets and shit, like... And part of the thing is, is like, nowadays, I mean, there's no, you know, you don't go and sign up to become a sovereign. Usually what you do is you go online, you do a search for it, and then you can get a certificate or you could join a different group. Mm. And then they give you all these documents that you can use to confuse the uh, courts. That's kind of how it's set up. I mean, it takes balls. I mean, give them that. You know <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's kind of funny because they're just such trolls. They're like, yeah, yeah. you know, revolutionary trolls or something. Mm. Um, so at some point, what they believe is that the American government set up by the founding fathers with a legal system that they refer to as the common law. Mm. This was replaced by a new government system based on admiralty law, which is the law of the sea and international commerce. Mm. So they believe that under common law, sovereigns are free men. Whereas under admiralty law, they're slaves. And secret government forces have a vested interest in keeping them that way. So they what feel- What the fuck does maritime <laughs> law have to do with- That's the thing. You know? they, it makes no sense. Mm. What uh, you know, Any of their beliefs don't make any sense at all but they can sort of like twist and contort it to make it fit within their narrative. So yeah, so they kind of make a distinction between common law and admiralty law. And so sovereigns feel that this all happened during the Civil War, while others blame the events of 1933 when the U.S. abandoned the gold standard. 
So I guess mm. in 1933, the U.S. wasn't backed by gold anymore, but by the full faith and credit of the U.S. government. So uh, Was that in the 30s or was it Nixon who did that? I no, forget. it was FDR. Oh, okay. So it was in 1933. So this means, according to sovereign researchers, that the government has pledged its citizenry as collateral by selling their future and capabilities to foreign investors, effectively enslaving all Americans under admiralty law. See, it makes perfect sense. You know, we we have we have like one of the lowest tax rates of first world countries. Yeah, I mean that is true. You know how much like, they pay in England? It's insane. I know. Like, and yet, and people are still upset about it. You know. I mean, Crazy. yeah, and the, uh, yeah, I, d I don't get it. Well, I think these I guys mean, just in, don't in want the sixties, in the six, even in the sixties, in the sixties, the tax rate was like fifty percent or something. Here. Yeah, and, and, which, and, and through, it's like way lower now. During yeah, it was like during Nixon and Reagan, they they lowered it to to something crazy low, and yet people are still like cra like nuts about it. It's yeah, just of, wait till of... Biden's elected, then see what happens. <laughs> I mean, Obama didn't do anything to it. You know what I mean? Because it's like you, if you want to, if you hope to get reelected, it's like you can't bring it up. The only thing you could do is like stop them from like you know, uh, continuously hacking it to bits, you know? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. So they feel that uh, when a baby's born in the U.S., a birth certificate is issued, and then the hospital, after, the hospital requires the parents to get a Social Security number at that time. The government then uses that birth certificate to set up a corporate trust in the baby's name under a secret treasury account. These funds range from $600,000 to $20 million. And if you're a sovereign, a sovereign citizen, you're entitled to that money. So what you could have done is you could have just become a sovereign and then paid with your hair for your hair plugs for that, you know, hmm. rather than using your own money, just get the secret treasury account and then just get some hair plugs. Are they talking about so like social security or something? Or is it just some... <laughs> I don't even know. It makes what no you, sense. Yeah, because Social Security, you actually pay you pay into it, and then you get it back. You know. Well, they feel that uh, the government sets up this secret trust that they use to trade with foreign governments, because citizens are collateral. Okay. But once you're sovereign, then you're allowed to get that money from this secret bank account. How is the collateral collected if the U.S. defaults? <laughs> Do they just like all right? We're taking everybody. They just take your baby. Mm. The other weird thing about them and how they, uh, their evidence that they have for their theories is actually on the birth certificate itself. Since most, most birth certificates have capital letters used to spell out a baby's name, they say that is the name of the corporate shell identity or the straw man. Whereas the, le the name without capitals, the first letter capital, like uh, John, let's say John Doe, capital J, lowercase o-h-n capital d-o-e uh, lowercase o-e that's the baby's real flesh and blood name the sovereign and if i'm not name. mistaken the straw man is like the amish version of the slender man right more or less okay yeah, all right more or less. but his name's in capital yeah. letters yeah <laughs> so they feel that if you're as you get older in all these legal documents you utilize capital letters that means you're not beholden to it because it's not your real sovereign identity mm. so Taxes with IRS, correspondence from IRS, cable TV bill, criminal court records, car registration, marriage license, driver's license. 
That's all capitalized. So that's your fake name. That's your corporate shell, not your sovereign identity. So that the split between flesh and blood man to the, uh, the straw man is called redemption. So you're, when you become sovereign, you're redeemed. Then this is what they think. And so over the past 30 years, they've like attempted to perfect the redemption, pro- redemption process by packaging and promoting all these forms and paperwork. I'm talking like thousands of pages of paperwork to prove that they're not under your admiralty laws. So when they get you know, pulled over and they refuse to get out of the car and they get arrested, they bring up all this paperwork to say that they're not beholden to our laws. Yeah. And it's just to the like utter chagrin and just annoyance of judges are just like Jesus Christ. And it's kind of amazing. I mean, if you think about it, it's almost like a form of nonviolent protest, like a sit-in, like their weapon of choice for sovereign citizens is paper. Like even a simple traffic violation or a pet licensing case can end in dozens of court filings of like hundreds of pages of pseudo legal bullshit. And that's, that's what they do. Like I was reading here a case in Florida, this woman was battling over a three year dog license that only cost $20. She spent four years in courts going back and forth with them with these, this legal documentation until they finally just dropped it. <laughs> the filing exceeded over a thousand pages. It's crazy. So I was looking up uh, some court cases here. This is kind of a typical sovereign. If you just tur- take a do a Google search or YouTube search of sovereign citizens in court, you'll see tons of these videos. Most of them are the cops pulling people over and having to smash their window and pull them out of cars. Those are my favorite. But when they're in court, it's kind of amazing too. So here's this woman, and she's you could just tell she's insane. She was arrested with her boyfriend. Does anybody have specific and articulate facts of a crime to lead to a car frisk or a arrest? Because they need that in order to arrest us. And there is none. There is no specific and articulate facts of a crime to lead to a car frisk or an arrest. So what is she even talking about? A carpus? A corpus. A corpus. Oh, that's what she's yeah, saying. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, they throw out all this legalese to try to confuse people. Mm. There's nothing. Because it doesn't exist because we're not criminals. She's on the stand here. It's a, yeah, yeah, like a habeas corpus writ is like, like you get, like if you're like in jail for almost anything, you can if there's like a jailhouse lawyer, which is basically just like another prisoner that just knows enough about the law and can write in the language. You can write all sorts of weird shit that sometimes can get your get yeah. you uh, acquitted well, on a technicality or you know, all sorts of nonsense. I mean, I think that's kind of their goal. You know? Yeah. There's no reasoning with them. Right. I mean, they won't admit fault because they, they honestly believe that they do not adhere to their laws. It's a different yeah. set of laws for other Americans. Uh, this guy's great. This judge uh, just has no time for the sovereign citizen nonsense. 
So this guy here is just going off on uh, off on the bailiff. We've been given notice of this. He's got like a whole you stack agree? of papers. I disagree. And in what um, in what counts on what parts exactly do you disagree? I don't have to explain myself. I you need to be under oath. Of, are you under oath right now? Are you under the pain to <laughs> There's no lawyer either. Perjury. It's just them. I'm imagining this in my. It might just be because I'm on a lot of meds, but I'm imagining these uh, as Muppets in my head. <laughs> so that's how they you know. This guy kind of looks like a Muppet. Here's it. Now watch. He won't stand up. I will not stand All right. for this. Listen to me. Everybody pay attention. Turn off the camera. No, sorry. Will not. Will not. Freedom of press. Freedom of press. You have. I object. Your Honor. Take the exam. I object. Right off the bat. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Pursue it. Pursue it. Put your hand in front. I object to this abuse. You're under arrest. I object. Stand down. Stand down. That's pretty much how all of these videos go. Pursue it to the. My favorite is when they just drag them out of the cars. Mm. And they're just like, stand down, pursuant to the, mm. uh, the, the habeas corpus. Mm. Yeah, no, it makes no sense. Mm. I just couldn't imagine, like, just pay the fucking $50 and shut up. Yeah. You know? They feel that if they can find just the right combination of words, punctuation, capital letters, non-capital letters, ink color, like red ink means something, then they can have anything they want, which is freedom from taxes. Which I think was a big premise in Goodwill Hunting, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't even remember. It's like he's so smart that he can just argue his way out of any court legal trouble he finds himself in. Will Hunting, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have their own lexicon. So on the uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center page, they have like a whole glossary of their terms. Like they have this term here called "accepted for value." So when a sovereign gets a you know, any kind of money from a, the IRS or a bank or even a cable company, they write accepted for value on the bill and that will be paid from their, or no, not a, not a money, they get a bill. If you get a bill, any kind of bill from any company, cable company, internet, IRS, bank, and you write accepted for value, then that money will come from the secret treasury account, not from your account. So you just mail that back. Oh, wow. Yeah, that doesn't really work that way. Mm. <laughs> cable companies don't like that, so they cut off their cable. And then they try to sue them. Um, I already explained the admiralty and common law. This is great. Bill of exchange. So this is the fake check. They'll just give, they'll go try to pay for groceries with a fake check from the funds from the secret treasury account. Mm. Yeah, that's what they, they try to do. They also have their own courts, their own court system called common law courts. So sovereign citizens, who they refer to themselves as free men, will put their enemies on trial, such as other judges and police officers. So they have their own court and their own trial for the people who are trying them. I don't know who goes to their trial. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're insane. Uh, they feel that Navy flags, if you look at a Navy flag, it has gold fringe on it. Mm -hmm. That's not decorative. That's proof that the nation is under admiralty law. Hmm. Yeah. Um, then there's like the capitalization, then there's redemption, which means you, you redeem yourself. Your body is now flesh and blood, 
and you're not part of the carp the the straw you know the the, the corporate shell and then this is the other the the other weirdest thing about them they develop their own truth language it's called mm. and it's a bizarre set of language rules which sort of mimics legal like actual legalese but uh f- so for example all sentences must start with the preposition for and have a minimum of 13 words and use more nouns than verbs. And then they have their own set of uh, punctuation rules. <laughs> Why? No. Because it makes no sense. They, okay. they just want to confuse people. And that's sort of why they developed their own like, you know, lexicon here. Jesus. So they're not necessarily like, you know, advocating picking up guns or bombing federal buildings. They're just advocating bomb them with lots of useless and pointless paperwork. Right. You know, which, I mean, the IRS kind of does that anyway. So they're saying here... jerking off to, like, Henry David Thoreau or something in their spare time, you know? That's, I mean, he's a free man. I wonder who's, who, like, their influence is. Like, who's the king of the free men? Right. David Koresh or something? Um, So they, there's no real figure about how many sovereigns there are in the U.S. uh, Because there's no central leadership and there's no, like, group that you join, there's just like local leaders. Or uh, you can go online and find a seminar, and there's thousands of websites with videos that tell you how to combat the legal system. And you can get like certificates and things. But they say that, uh, according to a rough estimate, about 500,000 tax protesters and people who consider themselves sovereigns. Hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, a, <laughs> it's kind of a fascinating movement to me. You know, and I feel like a lot, like one of the reasons why they said it popped back, you know, it kind of became in vogue again is during like the um, depression in the, in the 2000, around 2010, a lot of people were in like desperate situations, you know, dealing with home foreclosures and things like that. So part of their way to fix the solution is they had no money was just declared like that they're not part of your laws. Mm. Or banking practices, or taxes, or they'd write this accepted for value on the bill and just send it back. Right, right. You know, hmm. and so uh, apparently a lot of African American people have have recently joined up, completely oblivious to the you know racist origins of the movement. Right, and uh, a lot a lot of them say uh, you know they don't like taxes or traffic laws, or child support hmm. obligations or banking practices. So this is one way to you know revolt against that. So it's it's. But I mean, it's isn't bizarre. it hard? It's, isn't it hard enough getting pulled over, right? I mean, my whole it thing seems I'm, like a risky wicket there to. Yeah, with with black yeah. guys, especially, yeah. I mean, <laughs> especially where they wherever they live. I mean, I wouldn't. I would not start. I, you just cooperate. You cooperate, feed the pig, give him your license, and just drive away. I'm like, <laughs> I'm so nice when I get pulled over. Mm. Really cooperative. I don't want to start anything. But these right. people like feel like you know that the law doesn't apply. They really honestly believe that. That. Mm. Um, but sometimes you know when uh, when they you know at, after going through multiple legal battles and being arrested mm. and realizing that they have to adhere to our laws, that's kind of when they can turn violent. And that's happened before. Uh, I was reading about uh, in May 2010, Jerry and Joseph Kane, a father and son sovereign team. Uh, went on a shooting rampage in uh, Arkansas 
West Memphis, and they shot police officers who pulled them over in a routine traffic stop. And later that day, and this happens almost all the time to uh, sovereigns, they were killed in a fierce shootout with police. That wounded two other officers. There's a bunch of no different shit. articles about this. Yeah, oh. they, they love oh. to get in disputes over land. And when the cops come, it becomes a shootout. Hmm. So that's kind of the, that's sort of the way they go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know that they, they feel that they, they compare themselves to the founding fathers during the American revolution and they take pride in engaging, you know, the government in battle. Hmm. So maybe, maybe this is just one way to go. If uh, you don't want to deal with taxes, become a sovereign. I'm sick of paying bills. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, a lot of people now during COVID are freaking out about paying their rent. Um, you know, maybe uh, become a sovereign. That might be your way out. Who knows? Uh, anyway, people, this is episode seven fifty one here. Sick and wrong. Uh, we have some news stories coming up next, and phone calls a little later in the show. Uh, but first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Hey guys, it's Stephen again. Just calling from heaven through a miracle of cybernetic processes. Just to say, thanks for creating your Patreon page. I love to kick back and smoke a fat one with my boy Carl Sagan. While we listen to the extra phone calls and stories we get all the time. Anyway, talk soon. Love you. Bye. So the first story we have here uh, has to do with a New Jersey teen who stabbed his neighbor in an attempt to become TikTok famous, according to the victim's lawyers. Uh, reading through this story, the first thing that came to mind was Jerry Springer. This is some Jerry okay. Springer type shit. Mm. I'm not quite sure which uh, area of Jersey it is, but Jersey, Jersey has a lot of white trash. I mean, there's some upscale areas, but there's some trash areas of Jersey, too. Oh, sure, of course. You know, Newark. So a teenager in New Jersey is accused of escalating a family feud with a neighbor, which ended violently, in order to become a TikTok famous star, according to the uh, victim's family lawyer. Mm. Zachary T. Latham, 18, is accused of stabbing William Timmy Durham to death following a months-long dispute that proliferated on the social media platform TikTok. No wonder Trump is going to destroy TikTok. Right. It's an evil menace. He'll save us from the scourge. So on May 4th, uh, Latham allegedly swerved his vehicle at the Durham 17-year-old son who is riding his bicycle in the neighborhood. Latham was then confronted by Durham and his wife, who was filming the encounter because I guess there's been several tense confrontations between the f- two families in the past months, because this kid was, a, uh, was an utter menace. Uh, so they confronted him, and uh, what he did is he, uh, Durham Sr., Timmy Durham, blocked Latham on his way home. So Latham was in his car with his wife and a couple of friends, and Durham Sr. pulled his pickup truck in front of him to block his path. With the vehicle mm. sitting nose to nose, Durham's wife approached Latham and said, why, why did you swerve your car at my son and try to kill him? Or hit him, try to hit him, not kill him. Mm. And he says, when? She said, today, he was riding his bike and you swerved at him. 
He's like, I don't know anything about doing that. I honked at him. And she said, it's on the video, so get your shit straight, you little punk ass. And so then that caused Latham to go, get out of my face. And he swatted the phone out of her hand. And she starts screaming, did you hit me? And then he just drove off to his house. How old is Latham? Latham's 18. Okay, okay. He's legally an adult. Right. You know, and uh, this is uh, Durham's, Durham's probably in his what, 40s or 50s or something with his wife. Mm. So Latham just drove back to his house. And moments later, uh, when they're back at their home, the wife here, Sarah Latham, this is uh, Latham's wife, She's in the driveway, driveway recording with her cell phone. And Durham pulled into the driveway. And, uh, and his two sons also were there. He had a 17-year-old and a 22-year-old son. But meanwhile, Latham got out of the car, went inside the home to get three knives and a stun gun. Mm-hmm. And so the, his wife, Sarah Latham, tells the Durhams, I promise you, you better back the fuck up because you're not going to like what's coming out. It sounds rather ominous. Yeah. You know, you should heed the warning. Mm. So at this point, one of uh, Durham's sons asked if he was getting a gun. And she said no. And he goes, yeah, I think he is. And she says no. And then Durham Sr. gets out of the truck and he said, go get my gun. <laughs> so at this point, this is where Latham's lawyers are saying, this is going to be an armed confrontation. Which, you know, I was thinking about this. I don't know if, did your family ever feud with neighbors like this? I don't think the rabbi had any enemy neighbors growing up. My mom was too busy for that nonsense. Yeah. I mean, were you friendly with your neighbors? Like, did you ever go to their house or anything? I had, well, I had neighbors across the street that were like the Flanders. And just uh, nice. Yeah, they were, they were, they were ultra Christian but they were like nice, but like too nice, you know? And then like one, I, they used to try to get me to go to these like Bible study, Bible camp things. Like they had all this nice stuff. They had like a, they had a, a zip line, but then there's always like a catch. Like somebody's going to talk to you about Jesus. Or <laughs> so you can go you know? on the, yeah, you can go have yeah. fun on the zip line. Yeah. It's like, but mm. you got to watch Davy and Goliath for two hours. That shit always pissed me off. Yeah. It's a catch. Or they got to like talk to me about how my Jewish dad is going to hell for like an hour <laughs> or after I use the zip line. So. Yeah, we never really had a, I guess, you know, we had, a, we lived next door to a couple white trash guys. Uh, one, mm. of the, one of the guys, um, one of the brothers took a 22 and shot my sister's Maltese poodle. <laughs> yeah, Princess. My sister Kill had this it? Maltese poodle named Princess. Kill it? Yeah, it was funny because I yeah, remember that, we had damn. just moved into the house and they were just kind of white trash and they lived next door. This is in Bay City, Michigan. And the dog disappeared. And we thought that was weird. Like, you know, the dog's just gone. And my sister was just uh, beside herself with just grief. Like, she was so upset. And, you know, we're like, I don't know. I mean, maybe the dog had a breathing problem or something. Mm-hmm. And so I remember like a year later, I was walking through like the woods behind my house and I found some bones that didn't look like a rabbit's bones. Ooh. And I was just like, oh, I wonder what this is. I wonder if this is the dog. And I remember getting the mm. skull and bringing it in and being like, this is princess's skull. And my sister got even more upset. Wow. And so years later, well, I'd you're say, like, like CSI over here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, well, 15 years later, probably, she was at a party in college. Mm. And one of the kids, it was with the younger brother of the two older brothers who shot the dog. He was at this party. And I don't know, at this point, I mean, they're probably like in their mid-20s. And uh, he says to my sister, he's like, oh, yeah, I remember when my brother Joe shot your dog. And she's like, what? Mm. And then he like told the whole story. He's like, oh, yeah, he, you know, we were, the dog is barking and he shot him and he killed her. And then we just took the, you know, the dog's body and just threw it in the woods. Whoa. <laughs> as if my sister was trying to get Big Jer to fight the kid. Yeah. As if that, <laughs> as if that matters. Now, what do you think your dad would have done if if it had been known at the time? I don't know. Like, you think beat your him dad to death with a shofar? Yeah, do you think your dad has the fortune to, like, have a feud with some Michigan, like, hillbilly family, you know? I don't know. I think my dad mm. would have called the cops. I don't right, yeah. think he would have. That, yeah. that could have escalated into a real feud, mm. you know, kind of similar to this. Although the rabbi didn't have a gun, but maybe he would have gotten one if it got to this point, you know? Right. So Durham Sr. pulls up. He's like, get my gun. Go get my fucking gun. Um, and so this is what Latham's prosecutors are saying, which you know, turned the incident into something that's violent. And so Sarah... Well, this Latham, is because Latham almost hit his kid with his car. It all started... Well, yeah. there are months of uh, him almost trying to run over his sons. But this particular incident happened that day, and I guess that's what just kind of... You know, cause it to erupt into a full-on melee. And so the Durham's, you know, there's a Mama Durham, Papa Durham, the two Durham sons. Latham is there with his wife and his two uh, trailer trash buddies. And Sarah Latham, the wife, says, back up. And Durham said, get the fucking gun. And she's like, get off my property. And at that point, Zachary Latham comes out of the house holding the stun gun and two knives. Which, hmm. if you think about it, you know, you'd think this kid looks like the type that would have nunchucks. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised he didn't have nunchucks. We'll just start whipping them around. Because who's going to fight a kid with nunchucks? So uh, Durham Sr., who is a, he was a, uh, a, pris a prison guard. So he was a big tough guy. He says, oh, you got a zapper. And so as soon as he said that, you could hear an electric crackle of the stun gun. And then uh, he zapped uh, Durham Sr., and then all hell broke loose. Like, Latham swung a knife at him. Durham, you know, ducked the knife to avoid. And then they just, like, got into a full-on battle. The women were going at it. The Lathams were going at it. Latham's two friends joined the melee. I and mean, this is, like, full-on ballroom blitz at this point. Wow. Uh, Latham managed to cut Durham Sr. on the forearm, um, and then the fight moved into the garage and there's just blood all over this white car and the combatants were rolling around the floor. I don't know how tough this 18-year-old could be. I guess he had a knife. But yeah. this guy, uh, late, uh, Durham, looks like a pretty big guy. But I guess the kid had a knife and a stun gun. And he was just firing the stun gun repeatedly. So stun guns are the ones that have like the little crackle, right? That's right, yeah. Okay, and it's not like a taser. At one point, Latham's wife was screaming, baby, just give me the knife. Just let go of it. And someone did manage to get the stun gun away from Latham and uh, mm. you know, kicked it across the floor. And so Durham Sr. Was, uh, was pummeling Latham on the ground. And then he turned around and he saw that his son was in a headlock. And he went to go help his son. And it was at that point that uh, Latham stabbed Durham Sr. in the back. 
and that wound uh, punctured a lot. And so he went home, and then he died on the way to the hospital. And the funniest part about this, although it is all rather funny, um, Latham then, which I actually think is kind of clever, he called 911. And, he's, and he was screaming that he was the one that was attacked by people with guns. He said, there's blood all over the place. I just got assaulted, assaulted and jumped. I had blood all over me, and they had trucks on my property. He describes being stomped and choked by the assailants. However, he just had a concussion, whereas the other guy died. So oh. Latham right now is charged with first-degree aggravated manslaughter and two secondary counts of uh, aggravated assault. Hmm. Um, Durham's wife, Catherine, actually, and her two sons were charged with uh, trespassing. But her attorneys are trying to get those charges dropped. But now... Uh, you know, the family is saying that this actually should be murder. You know, it's, it's, he was stabbed to death. To me, it sounds like self-defense. I mean, it was a full-on fight. But can you, if you, if someone, if an unarmed guy is approaching you and you stab them, mm-hmm. is that manslaughter? Or could that be considered self-defense? I mean, the guy's unarmed. You For self-defense, you have to be uh, in fear of, legitimately in fear of your life or uh, grievous bodily harm. So like either being murdered or maimed in serious fear of that. So generally if someone's coming at you and they're unarmed, it's really hard to plead self-defense. And especially if you're armed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause there was uh you remember there was that, I, for some reason my hobby now on YouTube is I watch police interrogations. <laughs> I don't know why I got into this. I was like, man. And there was this one guy. Oh, what the fuck was his name? Like good cop, it, bad cop kind of thing. It sometimes they do that. Um, yeah. There was one with this uh, this law student killed this uh, other female law student that he was stalking, and it was in Georgia. And the kid was such a weirdo. He went into some catatonic state, and he's just like, yes, no. Yes. He was like, is Stephen McDaniels his name? Such a weirdo. But for these big fat Georgia cops, instead of doing uh good cop, bad cop, they were doing like boss hog, boss hog. <laughs> just arguing with them. Yeah, like yeah. Southern like, the hair, Stephen, look at all the hair you got. The hair is there in the apartment. It's there. You know, and <laughs> Like they kind of sucked at it, but some of these cops are like really good. Um, yeah, I mean, and, it's like they hone the skills every years. Yeah, and the um, there was one where it was the guy was claiming self defense. He was uh, he pulled up into um, uh, a convenience store, and um, there was like a, a car full of teenagers that like black teenagers that were just playing music loudly. And um, Wait, I, th- I remember this. I remember yeah, the it was, story. It was a fairly yeah. famous story. And he was like, and he was like, can you turn it down? I could barely, barely hear myself think. And at first, one of the kids was like, oh, okay, he turned it down. And then the other kid was like, no, fuck that dude. Turn it back up. So they turned it back up. So then the guy pulls out a, a Glock from his uh, love compartment, fires four times into the car. The, the kid tries to pull away and then he gets out of the car and fires like four more times at the car. And he, he hits, kills one he of the hit, kids. kills one of the kids. I remember yeah. that. And they're like, you know, they were like, just, 
they're like honor students. <laughs> like they were just <laughs> like they're just like teenagers, like being dicks. They yeah, weren't like well, being you know, teenagers. None of them had That's a record. You can do that. Yeah, like yeah. none of them had a record. None of them had like anything. They're like they were, <laughs> like they were. Yeah. And so, so wait, he did he get off on self defense? No, he got he got ninety years murder. Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's so, rare. And it, and it's interesting to watch the um the police interrogation because they really get him to fuck himself, you know, and and yeah. basically like admit that he because he was trying to be like I I I thought they said they were gonna kill me. And oh, I on. thought one of them had a. She's like, I saw a shotgun. I saw a shot. And they basically kind of get him to admit admit that like maybe Eventually, he didn't see yeah, a shotgun and like he was just, you know, he just had a gun and thought he was a badass and wanted to be a badass. Well, I think that's what they try to do: find continuity errors, you know, in your alibi. Yeah. yeah. So. So, so yeah, they, you really have to have. If somebody's unarmed, then you shoot them. Like you know. Mm. It's, yeah, I mean, this guy, well, this was are, a but... full-on fight, though, but at the same time, I mean, he had a weapon, stabbed this guy in the back, so right. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Durham's legal team, it says that Durham, who's a 51-year-old correctional officer, was targeted and harassed for months by Latham, who ultimately mm. lured him into this final and deadly confrontation. Uh, Latham was obsessed with TikTok and social media fame, had previously filmed and posted a number of tense exchanges with the family. Mm. So, you know, this is something that, uh, you know, this is something that is fairly common these days. Mm. You know, they, these guys that are pranksters online and, and fucking with their neighbors and they put it all online. Thankfully, Donald Trump will rid the world of, of the scourge of TikTok. Although I was right. thinking about that. If he does do that, do you think or tries to get rid of like Instagram or something that will finally get millennials to like go out and vote? <laughs> Probably. Like that's yeah. the one that's the one thing it's like. Donald well, Trump's unless he like brings back fine or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then then he's in again. He'll get another four years. Yeah. Uh, one of uh, Latham's videos actually got over three million views. Mm. And in this video, he's posing with a gun, telling the camera, this is how you handle neighbors. Huh. <laughs> and so he's uh, doxed the family before. Yeah. In these TikTok videos. And, and uh, his followers have uh, suggested that they go after Durham's wife. You know, people have threatened her. So, you know, I guess the uh, the feud began two years earlier after they saw Latham driving erratically on the street. And the, the wife said, you know, you have to be careful because there's children around here. And he said, oh, OK, yeah, sure. And then he just continued to do it. Right. And it's just escalated <laughs> from there. Apparently, Latham, who just turned 18, like a couple yeah. weeks before the murder, lived with his grandparents and was previously emancipated. So... He's a free man. Yeah. He's a sovereign. Wait, so he did, wait, did he die or did, he, did somebody else kill him? I forget. No, no. He's the one who uh, was fucking with his family and he killed the yeah. father. Well, Latham killed the Okay. Yeah, Latham yeah. killed Durham, yeah. the father. So we'll yeah. see if that ends up uh, being murder. Who knows? What do you have here for the second story? All right. Twin YouTube stars, Alan and Alex Stokes. Charged with felonies after staging bank robbery pranks. Is that an air supply song? No, it's a theme to um the the four million dollar woman. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a spin-off of the six million dollar <laughs> woman. A Mexican spin-off, right? That's right. Yeah. That's good. Uh so twin YouTubers have been charged with felony counts 
after they pretended to be bank robbers for prank videos filmed in California last year. I hate these pricks. Good I hate God. I hate you these fucking even, pricks. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't you just wish up. that they just got like just riddled with bullets by the bank guard? Yeah. Yeah. And they would have it would have been like, yep, that's what happens. And if you look at um, these smug pricks, like if you do a search for them and see their smug prick face, you'd just be like, God. They're identical twins and they 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 have that like you know like not just like early Justin Bieber hair where hair. it's like yeah. there's like a massive hair in front that's all poofy and it just kind of goes over on. yeah the and it's brushed to the side yeah yeah oh yeah. god I hope they go to prison they got the hair poof um they'd be very popular in prison oh yes the lads would yeah take a liking to them that's for sure um Alan and Alex Stokes uh, 23 are each facing a felony count of false imprisonment infected by violence, menace, fraud, or deceit, and one misdemeanor count of falsely reporting an emergency. Hmm. This is what the Orange County District's, this District Attorney's Office announced. Um, they're accused of dressing all in black and wearing ski masks while carrying around duffel bags of cash last October. Oh my God, I wish they would have gotten ripped off. I don't know if they were real cash. I mean, there, these but... guys have these guys probably make a ton of money. Oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah, yeah it could have been fake cash. Well, it depends on how long they've been doing it. If they were doing it during Adpocalypse, which was I think in like 2016, where it was like people were just getting stupid money on YouTube. Since then, it's it's changed a lot. God, I um, just get their ass beaten, their duffel bag taken. According to the uh, DA's office, Al Alan and Alex ordered an Uber driver while posing as bank robbers on October 15th, beginning the caper around 2.30 p.m. The driver refused to drive them, and a bystander believed they were trying to carjack the Uber driver. Wait a second. Did they, were they like dressed like in ski masks and shit, running out of a yeah. bank with a duffel bag? Um, well, yeah, they were dressed in... in they were posing as bank robbers. I don't. I don't think they came out of a bank, but so, they they got an Uber drive. They got a, They came. They they got an Uber driver. Right. That's how it started. They weren't in a bank yet. They were having trouble getting the Uber driver. Um, somebody called the cops on them for getting the Uber driver. When police arrived, they ordered the Uber driver out of the car at gunpoint, releasing him when they realized he was not involved. That was the police who did that. Police issued a warning to the Stokes brothers about the dangerous about the dangerous of their conduct. Yeah, That's greater. actually, I'm reading <laughs> what the DA's press release said, and let them go, okay? Well, okay, so they gave him a warning. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, because mm. if you think about it, if they, if they ran up to a car with a ski mask and a duffel bag full of cash, you know, there's people with guns around. Like, what happens if you think you're like a, you know, a fucking hero and you shoot them? Mm-hmm. I mean, right. that, that could yeah, happen. So somebody, somebody thought they were hijacking the Uber driver. Um, so that's why they called the cops. I mean, th this day and age, people are, I think, more willing to intervene and try to be a hero. Right. Oftentimes. I was reading yeah. about some guy in Mexico who tried to rob a bus. Like, he got on this mm -hmm. bus with a, with a knife and was like, you know, everybody pull out their valuables. And mm -hmm. someone just... Uh, jumped on him and then four other passengers jumped on him and everybody including the women just beat the fuck out of this guy and <laughs> then they, in mexico mexico yeah, city yeah, yeah. then yeah. they stripped him naked and threw him out of the bus 
Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, you gotta be careful. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so they 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 let them go. Um, but the brothers pulled the same kind of prank just hours later at the University of California, Irvine. Assholes. Uh, yep. And uh <laughs> prompting more emergency calls to police. The so-called pranks were filmed and made into a YouTube video that the twins shared on their channel in October 20th, last year, entitled Bank Robber Prank Gone Wrong. The video has more than one million views. Do you think if uh, you were in high school, you'd have been trying to do shit like this? I think I might have. I might have, yeah. I I was making videos. I was making, yeah, Yeah. we were making videos all the time, just pulling stupid shit. Yeah. But like, uh, but on like, you know, camcorders. Right. So, yeah, I wonder if, uh, if I'd have been doing something like this, probably. Yeah, it's very possible. But the time to do this is before Mm. you're 18. That's definitely true. You know, after these guys are like 23, I mean, you're going to get. A lot of times it's like, you don't, you might not realize that like, like, you know, you do stupid things like, oh, you know, oh, I'm an FBI agent. You know, and I want to talk and not real. A lot of people like do stuff like that and they don't realize actually if you pose as a law enforcement officer, it's like a, a felony. serious felony. It's That's like a, a felony. Huge felony. Yeah. 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 So like there's probably some stuff that people do that they don't realize. How well, this is a felony, isn't it? Uh, one of the Continue. one of the things they were charged with was a felony. Yeah. It was false imprisonment. <laughs> right. Because they were scaring the fucking, uh, you know, the driver. I wish the, the driver, driver would have thinks- just beat their ass the driver thinks like he's he's yeah. uh being falsely imprisoned that's that's a kidnapping that's you can get like fucking 25 years for shit but like I mean, that what if, you know? what if the driver would have like pulled out a mag light and just attacked them and seriously maimed both of those guys like would he have been in his own he might have had to go to court but i i don't think he'd get convicted because if he thinks they're you know this is before coronavirus so wearing ski masks was yeah. weird you know I mean, uh, although that's a video that I'd watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, the, the interaction with the Uber driver is shown in the video. In the footage, the pair ran into the car telling the driver, our getaway driver just bailed on us. Bro. Yeah, and the, and the Uber driver says, this is weird. It's not funny. You can't take this ride. Get out of my car, please. What would you have done? Because you were an Uber driver. Um, if they didn't like, if they ordered the Uber, yeah, if like I'd you showed them. up and they had that there weren't ski masks, like our getaway driver got out or didn't show up, like the same premise, would you have been but, played along? But they ordered the. It's not just they jumped into my car randomly. They ordered the the ride. Yeah, yeah, they ordered. They definitely ordered. I'd the ride. ride. I'd drive them. Yeah, I'd drive. I'd immediately report them afterwards, probably. <laughs> you know, especially if they looked like that. You know, they you would like just little... drive them right to the police station. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> Citizens no, I don't want to get shot. You know, <laughs> um, but I also don't want to like go to jail for aiding and abetting. Oh, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? so, At that point, yeah. yeah. But I'd like to see where it goes, and then I'd report them after. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Later in the video, twins recounted the Uber driver mishap to a group of UC Irvine students. Huh. We've had the police called on us like all day. 
<laughs> I called an Uber driver, right? And we both got in the car. And then the people saw us get into the car with like the ski mask and everything on. And then the Uber driver kicked us out of the car. <laughs> it was rad, bro. It was fucking yeah. rad. Yeah. Yeah. How how rich do you think these kids are? Oh too? my god. You know? And you know like just, they were they probably make a lot of money from their YouTube channel, but their family oh, is absolutely probably extremely wealthy. UC Irvine. Oh yeah, definitely. Come just on. the way these kids look and yeah, where they live. Uh one minute later, there were like ten cop cars and, and pulled out, out like guns, guns on him. On them, man. Yeah. They were like rifles. They thought he was the getaway driver, so they had like 15 guns. He's like, I'm not even a part of this. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. <laughs> God. Fucking, yeah. So Assholes. that's, that's, yeah, they're saying this to a bunch of students. Uh, elsewhere in the video, one of the brothers is shown speaking with a police officer, telling the officer, that he had called the non-emergency phone number to alert the police of their planned prank ahead of time. What? Yeah. Yeah, as if that happened. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is what's going to get someone potentially gun stuck or someone hurt. Gun stuck. The officer said mean? in the video, I don't shot, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Shove a gun up your ass or something. Yeah, gun stuck. stuck. Is that the new politically correct term for getting know. shot? <laughs> uh, the officer said in the video, uh, we have people stopping in the middle of the street because they're watching this guy's pulling off ski masks, throwing stuff on the ground, changing clothes. Another officer told him, you got to be smarter than that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love the lecture here. Yeah. Yeah. This is what happens when you're white. Yeah. When you're white, you know? this is yeah, what yeah. happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then later you're like, well, why do they want to defund the police? They were very nice to me. Uh, uh, I want you to be creative and do what you want to do, but you've got to be smarter than this. What do you think people are going to do? That's what the cop went on to say. You got to get a head on your shoulders, man. Yeah. Yeah. If these so two I kids were black yeah, and, yeah, and even a little bit thug looking. Right. God. First of all, they probably would have been injured and then arrested. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, if not, if not Beaten. super dead. Yeah. Or, uh, or shot. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it, definitely tased. Yeah. Yeah. Alex and Alan uh, did not immediately respond to People Magazine's request for comment. Uh, the, the DA, Todd Spitzer, said these were not pranks. These are crimes that could have resulted in someone getting seriously injured or even killed. Law enforcement officers are sworn to protect the public. And when someone calls 911 to report an active bank robbery, they are going to respond to protect lives. Instead, what they found was some kind of twisted attempt to gain more popularity on the Internet by unnecessarily putting members of the public and police officers in danger. Mm -hmm. So if convicted, they face up to four years in state prison. God, I want them to go to prison so badly. Well, because they really fucked up because you could tell this DA wants to use this to advance his career, right? Oh, yeah, for because sure. If, I mean, like if something is. could make a headline, like if you're ever committing a crime, you got to think about the crime and think about, is this going to make a good headline? Is this going to give clout to a DA, right? Oh, yeah, no, this because if, yeah, if is this, this DA ever DA? runs for like office i don't know but if he ever runs for like you know some higher office 
And it's like, oh, yeah, he's the one who put those TikTok assholes in jail. You know, <laughs> everyone will immediately vote for him, regardless of whatever else he does. You know, do you think they'd be cellmates? Like, would they be go to the same prison? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking twins are so creepy. They are. God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to uh, in college. I remember there's these two twins are just creepy frat boy twins. Kind of like these guys actually lived up the hall. They just had one closet. Mm. So they would just share clothes and they're identical twins. I guess, you know, even if I was identical twins, I'd be like, I'm, I want my own clothing. Fuck you. I used to be friends with these twins, identical twins that lived like on the rich side of town. And every now and then they deign to invite me to the, like the yacht club <laughs> that they belong to. But they were like uh, a Taylor Don't and Alexander and Taylor always wore red and Alexander always wore blue and green, I guess, so you could tell them apart. <sighs> and it was like, but it was like, you could tell them apart, you know? It was just a gimmick that I think their mom just like dressing them up like dolls or something. The the two guys that I knew in college mm. were identical, especially mm. at that age, because they're still kind of young. I'm, I don't know yeah. now, they might be like, one might be fat or something. But mm. these guys were in a frat, and one of the things that they would do and brag about all the time is they would, uh, kind of unknowingly exchange girlfriends. Like oh, the one... like in that fucking movie. What, what movie is that? Dead Ringers. Dead Ringers, yeah. Dead Ringers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They would, uh, is that the Cronenberg movie with uh, yeah, yeah. the two brothers? Yep. Yeah. They yeah. would do that. Like the one guy would start dating a girl and then the other guy would be like, oh, I tried her out. Mm. She's okay. And it was just like, dude, that is, isn't that rape? It's it is rare. Yeah, I remember being like, I think we, that's we didn't rape. realize it at the time. I think because <laughs> like remember like in uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Oh yeah, they the did scene that with the that, Darth yeah. Vader mask. Yeah, yeah, we didn't that, realize it at the time. That is but rape. yeah, that, that is rape. I so. remember bringing that up, being like, I think that might be rape. They're like, No, why? Why would you say that? It's just like because she doesn't know. He goes, Well, she has no yeah. idea. It's like I think that's why it's rape. I think that's <laughs> that's why. Yeah. yeah, we would argue about it every now and then. Mm. Anyway, mm. people send your story to sickroundpodcastgmail.com. We have some phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, but first, here's a word from Adam and Eve. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, Free shipping and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. First call is uh, from Pearl, who uh, needs some advice. Mm. Some advice from... uh... These two wise podcasters. Right. Hey, daddies. This is Pearl. I'm crawling while waiting for my sister to pick me up from work. And I'm just sitting out in front of the grocery store. I've gotten my groceries for the day. I'm just sitting here just kind of thinking, I really want to fucking quit my job. I have no idea what I'm doing right now. I really just want to quit. But I can't because everything is closed because Corona's still a fucking thing. So I can't go and yep. get a new job. Yeah. So my thought process is, what if I streamed on Pornhub playing random video games, but just with my shirt off? It's like, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's a business proposition, but it kind of is. I kind of just want your opinion. Should I stream on Pornhub 
with my shirt off. Anyway, keep it safe, keep it wrong. Talk to you later. What do you think? Yeah, why not? I say I mean, go it, for it. Give it a shot. Does she know? have a great rack? She's got, yep. I thought, yeah. I thought she had like huge top. I mean, tops. you can even get away with certain stuff on, on Twitch, not topless. I don't think you top, yeah. No, you can't do that. But th- I mean, there are chicks who make a living just being like pretty thoughty on Twitch, right? Do they, they don't live stream on Pornhub though, right? She would just be uh, uploading videos of her playing video games with her tits out. I, I don't know if they, I don't think they live stream on Pornhub, but hmm. yeah. I wonder how but, much money you could make. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there are those, there are those uh, channels, you know, those like in the, those um, amateur channels, you know, where it's like they have some videos that are free and then they have some you got to pay for. Is so it like a per watch thing? Like X amount of watches, Pornhub gets 20%, you get 80? I don't know. I just know that the, the they're not, I don't think they're subscribed subscriber based anymore it's like the, the amateur channels they'll have some videos that are just up there and then they'll have some where it's like you have to pay 4.99 to watch this video or something i don't know how much Pornhub gets i say go for it It'd be better than working at a fucking grocery store yeah yeah god there's no way i could do that having to yell at people for not wearing a mask bagging yeah. grocery fuck that mm-hmm. yeah Go, yeah, go on Pornhub. You know, these days, mm. if you're an attractive girl and you have a great rack, I mean, you could just, like, you don't even have to show your face. You know, fuck yourself with a dildo. Mm. And you'll make money. You could wear a mask. Yeah, you, you can know? Yeah, yeah. do cosplay. I've seen it. You know? I've seen it. Yeah, why yeah. not? All right. Um, second call we have here. Remember that guy, the preacher? Oh, yeah. The, uh, the, he was, like, a homeless preacher? The reluctant preacher. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he left the fold. Oh, he did. Oh, no. Yeah. Hmm. Hello, Brother Dave. Fuck that up. Hello, Brother D. Brother Harrison. Uh, this is preacher. Although, uh, I'm no longer. Uh, a lot of feedback. My is he calling from noise. a windstorm or something? Something. Jesus. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's got to be driving. Whirlwind. Okay. Hmm. He said he went to a Christian camp. Okay. And this is what made him uh, turn away from Jesus. All right. I bet you got diddled. Right, they got gun range, kayaks, all this, all this shit. And uh, but it was it was fun. Did you have to go to camp when you're? Did you go to a Jew camp when you were a kid? I'm what? sorry. Is he talking about being a preacher now, or is he talking about what is he talking about? So he was a he was a preacher. I, I remember his story. Like he's yeah. a preacher now mm-hmm. at some kind of like. I don't know. You know what it is. Some kind of outreach or something. Something like that. But is he talking about being a counselor at a camp now? That's what it sounds like he's talking about. I think he he was a preacher and he went with the the Christian summer camp that they all go to. Yeah, he didn't go to like he was a counselor. Oh, yeah, he was probably a counselor on the staff. Why would you go as an adult? Yeah, yeah. Unless you were like teaching there. Did you ever have to go do that? Did you ever go to Jew camp or anything? 
I've been, I went to day camp. I never went to like overnight camp. Yeah, my family, when I first moved here, mm. sent me this one called uh, Camp Young Judea. We called mm. it Camp Young Rap. I, it was terrible. Was it overnight camp or was it? No, it's like camp? three weeks. I hated okay. it. Wow, I fucking sucks. hated it. Yeah, I uh, tried to break my arm to get out of it. Mm. Yeah, it was awful. I don't even see why you'd send a Jew to a camp anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I hated religious camps. Mm. So I don't know why the preacher. I think the preacher must be there with his uh, congregation or something. Who knows? Are these two like albino hippie brothers? Wait, what is? <laughs> Hold on, back up a second. It was ran by two albino hippies. I don't know. They were there. Who knows? At the guys from the Matrix or something? Yeah. Yes, those guys. All this shit. And uh, but it was it was run by these two like albino hippie brothers, and they were really really weird. And I kind of just hit shit. the depth of the lie. That I have to live kind of hit me once I was out there a couple of days. Um, so I left. Uh, didn't go back uh, to the church, nothing like that. I just kind of was flatulated. Wait, what was that word? You got flatulated. Oh, he got flatulated out of the church. Uh-huh. That's what yeah. happens. Yeah. Uh, I ended up getting my CDL, and now I'm a truck driver. So. <laughs> I think I need a new nickname. I can't be an atheist preacher no more. But, uh, yeah. Uh, in the words of my forefathers, adios and lick my balls. That's hilarious. Like Trucker well, Paul. Yeah, well, thank you, reluctant preacher. That was, uh, you know, a really... <laughs> You know, the, the, I, the stories from before, you know, there was a really interesting setup and a really interesting situation you were in. And I'm so glad you waited until you were in a place where we could fucking hear anything you said to conclude your entire saga. <laughs> you know, like, I truck. really was interested he's in knowing working. the conclusion of your saga, but I, I couldn't hear fucking any of that shit. So congratulations. You played yourself. Well, I think the point was he was trying to be like the new trucker, Paul. At the end, being like, lick my balls. But it's like, I don't know. He's like, I went to horror camp and there's albinos and that's why I'm not a preacher. <laughs> I couldn't hear anything. So it's like, yeah, you know I what? Didn't, <laughs> I didn't Fuck quite you. understand what he was talking about there. He was in me. Christian camp. There were two albino creepy brothers that ran the camp. Something happened. And you were ex-flatulated or whatever i couldn't understand mm -hmm. that either but something happened that caused him to turn away from jesus mm -hmm. what do you think it was he was already not really towards jesus he just lucked into a job i think he lucked into the job and he got a free house or something yeah 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 and hot parishioners but, and also i don't know if that camp thing was something he was doing now or was it a flashback to like i don't know I just from, don't from know. what I gathered, maybe he'll call back at, in a yeah. when he's not driving, where we can actually yeah. hear him. Ugh. Maybe at a truck stop and explain it to us. But what I gathered is he went to this Christian camp with the weird albinos, and something happened that he was like, "I'm done with this shit." He's got got oh. his truck license and just took off. Right. Now he's uh, now he's now he's he's trying to uh, preach to the lot lizards. Yeah. All right. Thank you, there, uh, reluctant preacher. We got to come up with a new name for him, I guess. A trucker name.
Mm. I'll yeah. probably I'll I will hold off until I don't have sutures pulling at the back of my head because it makes me a little <laughs> irritable. It makes me a little more irritable than normal. So yeah. All right. Uh, next call we have here is from a Swedish man with a story for us. Great. Greetings from Sweden, you cunts. This is the Swede, obviously. Uh, long time listener, but first time caller. Um, I've got a story I consider sick and wrong, but uh, I'll let you be the judges of that. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, me and my five friends went to Amsterdam a couple of years ago. Uh, we um, obviously saw the sights, hung out in a lot of coffee oh, shops, smoking. I didn't know if that, I didn't know if that was a, is that like a, a euphemism? Me and my five friends. Yeah, is like he talking a, about his masturbation. Hand? Yeah, is yeah. That what, or is he? <laughs> I don't know. He's counting his fingers, his friends. Yeah. you know, I don't know how they do it in Sweden. Okay, right. But, uh, but maybe. <laughs> so the the it seems like I wonder if Amsterdam is kind of one of those rite of passage type destination for teen, you know, like young adults, male young adults. But isn't shit like legal anyway? Most places now? I don't know. Yeah, but not prostitution. Mm. I mean, when I went to Amsterdam, you know, weed was, this was the first place I'd ever been to where you could buy weed in public, you know, so right, it was a sure. huge deal. Yeah. And prostitutes. That's how it was just amazing. Mm. But now, I mean, you can get, I, I mean, our weed, the weed mm. shops we have here are like, are way better than the ones in Amsterdam. Though our prostitutes aren't. Uh, just enjoying ourselves by the canals and uh, going to some really, uh, frankly, fucked up dildo shows. And Oh, yeah, yeah, we went. Did you ever do that when you were there? No, I've never been there. Oh, you've never been to Amsterdam? Oh, no, yeah, yeah. No. We went to one called the Banana Bar that's mm -hmm. really popular where, like, you go in, a lot of these are like that. We go in, it's unlimited beer while you watch a show. And mm. like, it's, it's a stage and the girls just kind of go from group to group to group and they fuck themselves with bananas or they try to put a banana in your pants and pull you up on stage to fuck them with a banana. Mm. Yeah. Or okay. they'll shove the banana in their pussy and then try to put it in your mouth and each person takes a bite till it gets down to her pussy. I, I just refused. I was like, right. I, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. She, she's like, come on. I was like, no, <laughs> I'm just not doing it. Right. <laughs> Disgusted. We never actually did the live sex show thing. I, I don't think I could deal with that. Mm. Um, but yeah, the banana bar is a, I, I bet you it's still there. It's gross. The Anne Frank's museum as well. That was a hoot, so to speak. I like how these five guys go to Anne Frank's house. <laughs> you got to go to Anne Frank's house. I suppose do you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, me I heard the dildo shirt there is great. Oh yeah, yeah excellent. Fred, <laughs> uh, we had a friendly wager when we were stoned. Uh, I can't remember what it was about, but uh, who gives a shit? He lost anyway. Yeah. And uh, the punishment was to have sex with a dwarf in the purple light district of Amsterdam. Uh, the only thing was that I had scattered out. Purple light district. That was a weird thing that I didn't notice when I first went there. Was when it I like went... purple pill man or something? Was, was no, it's that? weird. Is when I went, I thought it was just the red light district, but it, there isn't. There's like a red light, purple light, like a blue light, and they uh -huh. mean different things. Like the gay areas, like at the pink light district, and the purple uh -huh. light must be for the dwarves. I don't even know. Uh -huh. The red lights for the. Uh, 
you know, heterosexual prostitutes. Interesting. Yeah, it's like it's all by like this light system now. Mm. A particular gnome beforehand, and she was a dominatrix dwarf. And my friend, sadly enough for him, is a man of his word. So, um, yeah, basically he got pegged by a dwarf in the Netherlands. That's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, that's actually not that. I mean, yeah. that's kind of cool. That's something you can yeah. tell your grandkids. You know? Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> How often do you get to go some, to a foreign country yeah, and get pegged by a dwarf? Most people with their stupid Amsterdam stories, it's like, yeah, whatever. You know, and that's good. That one's yeah. that one's a great one. But this yeah. one's kind of original, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and my only regret is that we didn't record the deed, you know, to remind him of his shady past. Well, that's extra. Now he's... Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't yeah. think you're allowed in the room. I don't think his buddies are allowed in the room to record it. Yeah, it's extra. And has a family. Anyway, uh, keep it sick. Keep it wrong. You fucking hebes. Love your work. Bye. I, ho I hope that is bachelor uh, party. Thanks, PewDiePie. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, that was PewDiePie. <laughs> hey, PewDiePie, I hope at, uh, at the wedding, when you gave your little speech, you brought this story up. Because this is something his wife's family should hear. Yes. Maybe they're sick and wrong fans. Mm. Uh, thanks for that, though. That was a good Amsterdam story. Yeah. That was a good one. Um. Speaking of getting pegged, uh, this next call is Alberta Girl calls in with a bit of a horror story. Okay. Remember Alberta Girl? I, st really. I still think she feels bad for saying the word tranny. I don't, I don't actually. Oh, the one with the, the date, the guy with the wigs or the. Yeah, fucking... yeah. And he was into yeah, like, trans okay. girls and she right. called in and said tranny and then everybody freaked out. Right. Remember? I remember now. Hey boys, it's Alberta Girl. Um, so I just have a quick story for you from last weekend. First of all, again, just want to apologize to everybody for saying tranny. I understand it's supposed to be trans women, and I do apologize. It's all good. Mm -hmm. We forgive you. Yeah, You've yeah. gotten over it. Yeah. It's, I mean, I still have scars from hearing it, but mm. <laughs> I've moved beyond it. Right. Um, and on that note, it's kind of on the back burner because um, there's a lot of stuff going on with my boyfriend and I, and I thought you might find it amusing. So we are in the lifestyle, and we do couple swaps or um, MFM or MFF. And so we met this couple a few weeks. Wait, wait, wait. Her, she's in such like a sexually adventurous relationship with I this know. guy. I know. It's like it started off with wigs, and then it got into mm. pegging, and now it's into like trans women, and now they're like couple swapping. Yeah. She's like are they, maybe. Are they couple swap? She, I thought she was saying MFM and MFM. MMF. No, I think it's like full on couple swapping. Oh, so it's MMFF. And yeah. But she was using only three terms. She was saying MFF and MFM. Now I listen to this call. It's just okay, definitely right. couple swapping. Okay. But then right. what I'm saying is like they're a sexually adventurous couple. I think, you know, on their recent, you know, their current trajectory, I would say they're probably maybe six or seven months away from scat play. The bestiality after that. Yeah. You know? And, and like, um, uh, what's his name? Carla, what's her face? And the guy, um, <laughs> from, from Canada, you know what I'm talking about? Who? Uh, the murderers from Canada. Um, Carla. Yeah, Carla, man. They made a movie about her. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Carla Hamolka. 
Oh. And, fu- and fucking oh. uh, Paul Bernardo. Okay, right? okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, about yeah. About a year. That's, that's that would have been a lot smoother advanced. if I could remember what the fuck <laughs> That's advanced. About. I would say it goes yeah. like, it's going to be Maybe golden like showers, yeah. couple swapping golden showers, Probably scat, then maybe yeah. some bestiality. Got to pepper and some vomit play, and then you're at the Carla Homolka level. Carla Homolka, yeah. yeah, okay, all right. Mm. Killing <laughs> pleasure. Yeah. So we've played uh, twice now, and the second time uh, we do full couple swap. He is a very. There's well a fucking quarantine going on. What the fuck? <laughs> They wear they wear masks. I'm I sure. can't even like I can't even like see any of my friends because they're like it's a, it's a quarantine. How the I'm fuck? Sure, I'm sure they're wearing, wearing a mask. They're okay. The fuck out of here! Come on. <laughs> have you ever? How are have people you doing that? I can't even. I'm like ready to kill myself because I can't see anyone. Although Canada has locked <sighs> it down, fuck? you can do it in Canada. <sighs> They've locked it down. They got it in control. They actually mm-hmm. have like a government that cares about it. That's trying to manage it. Mm-hmm. Um, have you done this the the couple swapping thing? No, I've never done couple swapping. I've done, you know, well, like MMFs and FFM yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but no, I've never done like a. Because no, I'm, I'm not trying. I'm not time traveling back to the seventies. I yeah, know? I've never done that like a key party or something yeah. or like like I don't the couple swapping thing to me has always been odd. Like do you meet mm. beforehand and kind of discuss like the parameters of the swap? Yeah. Like no anal. Like I, I mean I don't know like do you have a do you have a like a fucking a manifesto written out? I don't know how it works. I think it I think it adheres to English common law. English common law, yeah. Mm. <laughs> anyway, let's say what Carla has to say here. Mm. And he's about nine and a half inches. And I am a very petite girl. Well, he used a cock ring and some Cialis because I guess when you're larger like that, you don't have the best blood flow. And- yeah, I've heard that's true. When you have a huge dick like that, yes. isn't it hard to get hard? It's harder, yeah. Yeah, it's harder because it's a lot of blood. You get a, con- right. you know, feel queasy. Yeah. During sex, I fractured his penis. Ooh. He ended up having to go to the hospital and now requires surgery because my vagina shot it out during thrusting and actually broke it. Um, Wait, I don't understand. What? What? <laughs> what did she just say? She shot it out during cresting and thrusting. Then so- oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I think. I uh, like, what cresting? I've never even heard of that. <laughs> what isn't how you break your dick? It's like when you're cresting. fucking really hard. Yeah, cresting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a whale. Oh my god, she's cresting. <laughs> but is it when you're fucking really hard? You hit like the pelvic bone yeah. or something, and it's that usually when cock. the chick is on top. It's yeah, that's how when, I've heard. Yeah, it happened to my dad. Yeah. Yeah, it happened to your dad. Did that's you right. have to help him? I wasn't there. Oh, he's like, Harrison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get the band-aids. You know, yeah. We had a guy that broke his cock on the show, uh, broke Dick Thomas. And it was yeah, the same deal. Like he was uh, on Viagra, did a ton of mm. blow. And yeah, she yeah. was on top and just pelvic mm. muscle. Yep. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a story for you. Um, his wife and my boyfriend were amused. He thinks it's a great story. I feel horrible because I've now put a- But the wife was amused by this? Apparently. Would you be like, fuck you, this affects you as well. Yeah. I'm not yeah. gonna be able to fuck you for like six months yeah, now. Yeah, and there's like, he's gotta go to the hospital and have surgery and it's like a whole thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah. 
his dick might yeah, never oh, work that's real amusing again. Yeah. yeah my god god i'm glad you find this amusing mm. commission for over a month so yep apparently you can break penises and no, i wait. did exactly does this have do you, do you think does this have to do with his idiosyncratic penis or her being an idiot or just nobody's fault in particular i think it was uh you know, he took a bunch of Cialis, so he's probably his fucking nine and a half inch dick was fucking super hard. And I think they're probably just fucking really hard. And, you know, it just happened. Well, I don't think it's anyone's fault. Okay. Well, I mean, if you're like, do it, I don't know, if you have like a, a big cock like that and you need to take like, like maybe just, maybe you don't need to couple swap. You know what I mean? If it's complicated, if it's that complicated, maybe you don't couple swap. Call me old fashioned. I don't know. <laughs> but what are, you, are you saying I'm that she annoyed. has a weird vagina? I don't know. But like, it seems like she was pretty careless about it. And it seems like he might have a whole like bunch of stuff that, you know what I mean? It seems I, like, I mean, I don't know like if you need the cock ring. He's got to do. Well, he's got like it, the cock ring and the Cialis. She made it sound like that's, he needs to have all that to have sex. You know what I mean? And it's like, like, I don't even like to have one night stands because I feel like <laughs> I like to have sex with somebody that knows all my bullshit. Well, but this know? is the second so time like, they've hooked up. So, I mean, they've had sex once. But but at the same time, I mean, maybe it's just not a good fit. You're petite. He's got like a fucking John Holmes cock. Yeah, maybe it's just fuck? not a good fit there. Although I, I think like this it. is probably more of an accident than anything else. I don't like any of this. Yeah. All right, let's hear the rest of it. Out on the weekend. All right, that's all I have to say. Keep it sticking around. Love you guys. Bye. Cockbreaker over there. Yeah. She's so, yes. like, happy-go-lucky about it. Yeah. I broke his cock. Keep it, uh -huh. keep it wrong. Ha-ha. Amused his wife. I would be fucking... God, I'd be horrified. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah when uh, Broke Dick Thomas broke his dick, mm -hmm. he said it was, like, extremely painful. And, like, right. his dick just filled up, like, engorged with blood. And then he sent yep. pictures to everybody being like, do you think I should go to the hospital? It's like, yeah, dude, your dick looks like Hellboy's cock. Mm. Go to the yep. fucking hospital. <laughs> it no, got black, so I just threw it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe you should be careful next time, you know, or I, don't, mm. I'm not, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say mm. it's anyone's fault there. But, uh, yeah, I don't I guess... When you have a big dick, maybe you got to be like careful or something. Sounds I would like people know. Are being, <laughs> sounds like some, somebody sounds like people are being unnecessarily adventurous. Is what it sounds like to me. You know, she's six months away from scat play. Mark yeah, it sounds like they're just being like adventurous for the sake of it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. I like sexually adventurous. Like women. I, people, I people, like people from the show have actually contacted me, and and, and they're like, you know, like. What fetish should I have? Or like, what should I get, you know, get it? And it's like, either you have it or you don't like, don't, you know what I mean? Like, what should I try out? I want to, I want to maybe get into this. And it's like, look, I'm not in, like, like, you're, I'm you're the stuff. arbiter of fetishes. Yeah. yeah you like, sir are into vomit. The shit I'm into, sir. like, I, I never had a choice. You know what I mean? Like, I never had a fucking choice about it. Yeah, so wait, if you're like, into fetish, does it just naturally develop? Like you one day just realize like, oh, this is my thing. I had I've been into interested in it since I was a child in some way or another. Yeah. 
it's like so you eventually been, realize it so it's not just like yeah. you should email a podcast you'd be like hey what should i be into yeah 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 <laughs> actually it really annoys me when people do that <laughs> um, yeah the arbiter of the fetish yeah. mm. <laughs> Anyway, people call the Sickroom Hotline, 323-522-4032. Best way to support the show is by becoming a Sick and Wrong patron. Patreon.com slash Sick and Wrong is the uh, URL there. But you just go up, sign up, and you get all sorts of free shit. It's crazy how much free shit you get, especially from two Jews. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're just giving away shit. We give you uh, an extra story, extra phone calls, and outtakes, and all sorts of... Uh, of cool extra features. And I know a lot of people have been emailing us new patrons that are just like, Hey, where can I find the books? And where can I do that? When you sign up for a tier, there's a, there's an area of tags. You can just click on like archives. You can switch on, click on different things. You get access to all that type in, mm -hmm. you know, Golgotha, the name of Harrison's book, and you'll get access to the digital copy or play something dancy. And then that's how you, can, a, if, if you're at that tier. And there's like a books tag. There's a, you know, yeah. Is there a is there a tier for like for the reward? Like if you're a ten dollar, or do you just have to search for it using tags? You you could just use tags. All right, know? so there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I know some guy asked him asked me about that, but mm -hmm. but yeah, go to Patreon.com/slash/sickandwrong. Uh, this week, just to give a little teaser, uh, we're going to talk about Schlitzy uh, doing that DMT he got from that weird DMT cult. Right. So we're going to play a couple calls on there about uh, mm -hmm. find out what happened. Only on Patreon. It's a Patreon exclusive. So patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Uh, finally here, sick and wrong song of the week. I'm going to dedicate this one to the uh, the sovereign citizens because I think John Joseph might be the king of the sovereigns. Uh, this is uh, yeah. his band Cro-Mags. Great mm -hmm. post, uh, like, I don't know, probably mid-80s mm -hmm. hardcore band in New York. Mm -hmm. uh, a song called Seekers of the Truth. Because that's what mm. the sovereign citizens are all about, the truth. Uh, from their oh. album, Major Quarrel, great album, 1986, that came out. So we're going the song here with Seekers of the Truth by the Crow Mags. People will be back next week with episode 752. Till then, take it sleazy. <laughs>
Oregon here again. Um, definitely day drunk. Definitely about to go to the river. I just wanted to wish Harrison a fucking get better. You better get better. Don't die. Please. And then I have no good stories to tell other than I'm about to have a Molly milkshake. So maybe I will have a good story after I drink that. Goodbye.